Hello, everybody. It's that time of day again, that time of week. It's not for nothing show. Welcome to the program if you're listening. And if you can't tell already, I am one half of the studio triumphant that is in the studio today. It's just me again, folks. You're really loving these last three or four podcasts, I'm sure, with K. Chris. I'm all here by myself. Chris, so very busy working today that uh, he couldn't make it down into the studio. He's a very dedicated, hardworking fella. Uh, he will hopefully be calling in at some point in time. I mean, we got to make picks, right? We got to make some picks tonight. Otherwise, what the hell are we doing on the radio? So hopefully that happens. I'm sure he will call in at some point in time. He gave me a window of, say, 6.15 to 6.45. So, we'll see what happens there. In the meantime, it's just you and me. Maybe put on a little Sade and get comfortable. It's time for nighttime pillow talk sports. Fellas, turn the radio off. Ladies, Turn the radio up. A lot has happened in the uh, over the course of the last week, especially football, but uh, also something we haven't talked about yet, and I want to get it going a little bit, and that's talking basketball. I've been watching. I've been watching. I've been watching a little Nets lately. I also watch some Lakers. Which I don't know why they've been on. They've been on TV, I guess, regular TV, TNT, or one of the things, NBA TV. And I, I, I just I turn them on a couple times, and I hate to say this, and it kind of pains me. I'm a little surprised at myself, but I've enjoyed watching that team play. I, I, I think Luke Walton's a good coach. I think he's. I think he's doing a great. You know, he's doing a good job, uh, at least as best as he possibly can. It's not a great team, but it's it's an interesting team, and it's it's kind of reminds me of the Nets a little bit, in that they're just young and they're hungry, and they're kind of scrapping, and they can actually you know win a few games, and they're also going to screw things up, but but they're playing really well, and they don't need Lonzo Ball, which is the great thing about this whole thing is they don't need him at all. Like I, he played against was it. Uh, was it Philadelphia? I think I was watching that game. Uh, I can't. I, didn't even, I don't even remember who I was watching. They were playing against. So they took him down on the wire. I think they might have even won there in the end. Philly was coming back on him, I believe. And Bede was in foul trouble. That's right. So it was. It, was, it kind of got interesting a little bit. And, and Julius Randle, who I I never thought much of as a player, he, he impressed me a bit. I was I was a lot more impressed with his play. Uh, than I expected to be, I didn't give him. I didn't give him much credit, and I'm, I'm not jumping on his bandwagon here. Not yet, but I'm, I'm at least acknowledging him now. You know, he he hustled, and here's the catch twenty two. I sort of was like he he seemed to hustle when he wanted to. He has spurts. I guess you can see the potential he has and the and the style of play that he could bring. I'm just not sure he does it all the time. And that might be the problem why he doesn't, you know, get a lot of run sometimes. 
if I remember correctly. But he, 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 and B couldn't stop him, which is weird, but he was also in foul trouble, so he was, I think he was trying not to a little bit, but even when he was trying, there was a couple times, he just, he fouled him, and he drew a foul on B, which gave him his fifth one, which I, I was just sort of impressed with, watching him. It's, it was, um, and the Kuzma guy, I like the Kuzma guy, Kuzma. I like Kuzma. He's a, he's a fun player to watch. The other, I mean, I don't even know who else they have on this team, really. It's weird. Uh, uh, Clarkson, I, you know, whatever. Nance Jr., I like Nance Jr. That guy, he just has a, a special talent there. And he's a hustler and a jumper. And he he makes it work for him. You know, he's, but he seems to be growing, I think, as a player, too. I like him. I like watching him. It, it's, a, it's a fun team to kind of watch and kind of... I don't want to say root for, because I've never rooted for the Lakers. But... I'm okay with them exceeding maybe expectations here. Maybe that's the way to say this. They're not a they're not a terrible team. They're kind of fun to watch. I enjoy watching them. It's weird to say. It feels really weird to say. And this whole thing with with you know Lonzo, whether he's a good player or not, I don't even I don't know, and I don't actually even care. I really don't. I don't care. I don't care. It doesn't matter. You know, sometimes he's enjoyable to watch. He, you know, he can he can pass the ball and he can drill really well. And apparently he can shoot pretty good. At least in college he was... I guess he was even okay in college. I think he just, he just seemed better because he was playing against inferior competition most of the time. But now when he goes up against NBA players, it's a whole different ballgame. The fact that I love, though, is that... <laughs> Dad is a complete dumpster fire here. I mean, this guy is epitome of of bad reality TV. He can't even get out of his own way. He's I think he's I personally think he's he's hurting his other kids' futures, potentials. Either that or he just he knew all along that those two had no shot of playing in the NBA. So why go through all this drama about going to college and sneakers and and doing all that kind of crap when you don't have to. Because why? What's the point of it then if they're not going to go to the NBA in a sense? Like, it's not going to help them marketing-wise. It's not going to help them grow potentially, like, basketball-wise. So, you know what? <laughs> the best part, just today that report came out that they're both of them are apparently signing as a package deal. In, like, Croatia or Lithuania? Somewhere crazy weird. And not really known as Lithuanian club. And not like a big, big time team. It's, it was on ESPN. And it was like this, this team they're even on. They won't even, it's, it's you know, everybody's reporting. They, they, they won't even probably see significant playing time. And they're not even going to get paid that much. So if that's the, if that, and you knew they, they're not going to China. China. They're not going there. And they're, they, there's, this is the funny part, is that, you know, they're not going to play in the NBA. Doesn't look like it. Doesn't seem like it. Anytime soon, at least. At least a couple years. Unless some team is stupid enough to give them a chance. They can maybe play in the summer leagues, give them tryouts, that kind of stuff, fine. But I don't think they'll actually be in the NBA regular season. But, you know, not even any of these other big Euro teams, you know, it's a small, it's a small town Lithuania team. It apparently has like 10,000 people in the town. And no one speaks English. I don't know how they know that, but 
that seems to be the fact. So, um, and a lot of these times, I think these guys don't even get paid half the time. Even even if they're supposed to get a salary, they don't even get paid anyway. So, that's a whole other separate issue, and I don't. That's as far as I want to go with that. But my point is, the Lakers are playing. They're playing similar to the Nets right now. They're kind of they're both in a similar position right now. They went young, got talented. They have a couple overpriced veterans on their teams. They're trying to deal with it, and they're trying to make a best of a both best of a bad situation. And yet, there's a couple of these stupid ass beat writers, I guess is what they are, for local New York papers here talking about the Nets. And how are they saying, I haven't seen anything yet. Show me, show me the proof that this is, this is turning out well. And that they've got a good team. And they're making improvements. And the, their plan is working. Did you see the plan before with Billy King? Because that wasn't a plan at all. Like, there was no plan. You were just throwing money at bad players. Making bad trades and bad decisions as an organization. There was no plan there. So any plan would be miles better than what was already in place. And Sean Marks, I'll go, I'll, I'll roll with him till the wheels fall off here. I'm, I'm, on, I'm on board with him. I think he's a good GM. He's proven his worth so far. And he's making the best of a horrible situation. Like they have, they have no business actually being, fielding this kind of a team right now. I mean, he... Mark has been a magician pulling off the trades he's pulled off. It, it's, it's been nothing short of phenomenal in what he's been able to do. And, and they had no draft picks. And now, you know, he's been able to accumulate multiple. And even if they're second rounders, those are valuable. Those are valuable. So that I, you can't not say that you don't see it or you don't whatever that ah, whatever they said. I wasn't even going to read the article, and I just saw it, and I started reading it, and I was like, oh, these guys are so dumb. They're just saying this, I think, just to... I don't know why. Like, either they don't watch basketball, or they're, they're, they pretend to be basketball writers. I don't even want to mention my name, because I think it's so lousy of a job. It wasn't even that good of an article. And there's two of them. Actually, well, I think one guy was on Twitter, the other guy wrote an article about it. It was, it was just dumb. So I, I looked up a few things. Last year, Nets got right, it was right around twenty wins or something, twenty two wins maybe they they maxed out on. Right now, I think they have ten wins right now. On December twenty sixth of last year, last season, the Nets had eight wins. So record wise, they're a little bit better position. Right? They're going to play a couple more games before the 26th. They could, they're, you know, we'll see what there is in like two weeks, what their record is in two weeks. If they have two more wins, four more wins, I don't know. It'll be interesting. But I think it's, it's already an improvement record-wise, although it might, you might consider it minor. Fine, I'll give you that. Their ninth win last season came in January 20th. So almost a month later, they got one win in, in one month's time. Then moving forward to tenth win. Their tenth win was in March first. So a few weeks after that, they got one more win. So within 
Sorry, that was March 1st. So that was over another month. January, February, no wins. And then March 1st, so it was a month and a half again. So they got one more win. They got two wins in two and a half months. And then they ended up getting six more wins in March. March from March on, they were they were pretty good. They got six wins in March, four in April. So they had a markedly better record towards the end of last season, which I thought gave you know everyone kind of hope for this season a little bit. And then after they made a whole bunch of trades and whatnot, blah blah blah. The point is, I think the really like to evaluate them now. All right, I mean you're taking the easy way out here. If they did the research enough, they would they would have waited for this article and gone, okay, let's see, or or put in the article at least and saying, hey, all right, let's see what they do for the next two and a half months. Because that was the stretch last year that killed them. Right? They showed they got worse actually as the season went on at that point. So now let's let's just see what the Nets record is by middle of March, end of May. Something like that, right? Mark's brought in Dinwiddie he's, he's proven to be A good player A good rotational player Maybe not a starting caliber point guard in this league But a good rotational player He's a little bit like Sean Livingston right? Not a really, he's even got a better outside shot than Livingston has At any point in his career But that might be a little too easy of a comparison A little too similar maybe in a sense that like it's you know, Livingston was with the Nets you know, they kind of have the same body type. I, I don't know. It, to me, he, he does remind me a little bit of Livingston. I could see that there a little bit with a better outside shot. And it's not as a, a good inside, you know, free throw line kind of shot. You know, Livingston's got a, he's got a, a very unique, specific shot there. He has kind of in and around the key. Rondé Hollis Jefferson has been lights out phenomenal as far as his growth. He has gotten so much better since last season the guy can actually drive to the hoop and and finish with a lot more consistency he's still not great i don't think i don't he's still not amazing he still misses like easy lay-ins and even a half you know a few contested shots where i still think he should you know most people should make that if you're an nba player you usually should be finishing those types of plays he still has a little bit of trouble like that but a lot of Nets players do so that'll come he's young and i think that'll come ronde was all potential and athletic getting drafted and I think they've done wonders. You know, it's taken them three years, but that's kind of the point these days with these guys. Is that you're gonna you're gonna need to take a little bit of time to develop these guys and turn them into an actual usable, skilled basketball player. That guy can play defense. He can guard four different positions, maybe even five if he needs to. He's he's marketably better like better on his stats across the board. He's his field goal percentage is way better. His three point percentage is way better. He's he has increased his value and his significance to a basketball team. And that, I mean, that should be, those are things you need to take, it, make, take into consideration. And there's no mention that in this article at all about this, whoever this, I don't even remember his name. Anyway, the Okafor trade, which Chris, <laughs> see Chris texted me the other day. I don't even remember what it was. We were talking about something else and then he's, you know, he brought up the trade. And I said I liked it. And he thinks I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth. He thinks I'm a flip-flopper. When in fact, that is not the truth. Um, he's... It's not true. I don't like Okafor. I don't think he's a good player. I don't think he's a fit in today's NBA. He has no skill sets to match today's NBA game. However, 
You gave up absolutely nothing. You got two players and a second-round draft pick for Trevor Booker, who's who's a nice player. He's okay. He shouldn't be a starter. He's probably perfect for the Sixers coming off the bench. Gives you a little bit of hustle, a little bit of attitude, a little rebounding, can shoot outside a little bit. Gives you a little versatility and depth. He's 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 not in the in the best place on the Nets team going going forward. If the Nets had a start, you know, starting power forward like an All Star power forward, and Booker could play behind him, he I think he's more useful and he's more he, and he's you know serves a better purpose that way. And you were and I I highly doubt they were going to resign him at the end of the season. He was making seven million a year or something like that, eight million a year. I think they would move on from him, use that money elsewhere, better, whatever they can, if they could. So, my point to Chris was, Mark's just waited around, waited around, and got a hell of a deal on Okafor. Now, if there's one team in this league I got confidence in, in Okafor actually being able to, to grow and be developed properly, it, it's actually the Nets. You know, in college, he had a little, he had a little uh, face-up shot. Right around the free throw line, 12 feet out, something like that, somewhere around 10 feet out. He could actually knock down a couple face-up jumpers. But he's, he, seems a little, he seems a little passive. Um, he, needs, you know, he needs more energy, more aggressive. He needs to, you know, sort of like what I was just saying about Julius Randle. He needs, to, he needs to bring it a little more, a little more intensity in his game. If that guy can be, you know, a mo- I mean, he's, what, is he Greg Monroe, I think, at this point, basically? And that's being kind. I don't mind Greg Monroe, but Greg Monroe makes $18 million a year and, and shouldn't be starting. And, you know, he kind of serves as a, as a bench purpose. So if, I don't know what Okafer can do. I don't know what he can grow into. I don't know what they can find in him and bring out of him. But if it's anything... They're winning. Um, I think Chris is going to try to call in. He's texting me right now. We'll see what happens. Um, sorry, got distracted there. He's trying to call in. I'm trying to talk. Can't talk and text at the same time. I'm one of those kind of people. Anyway, I just think everyone's, you know, I think the guy was trying to write some story here to, to, to make something up here um, on the Nets and not being, a, you know. But they have a vision and they have a need and they're trying to fill it with, with quality young players who have potential. And they're playing on upside. And if it doesn't work, fine. You move on. But you, you didn't sacrifice your future or any, any potential important piece to, to take this gamble. And I think that's the big... That's the big thing here right now. It's kind of, you know what it kind of reminds me of? The Nets remind me right now of, it's kind of like Bitcoin, right? It's this, it, it sounds stupid. It does, believe me. And I'm not going to put my money in Bitcoin. Uh, hang on here. Chris. You got me? Yeah. You got me? Oh, you called in the studio I, line. I did. Yes. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me at all? I hear you perfectly. Great. Great. Super duper. Are we uh are we on air here? We are on air. Oh, great. Hi. Hi, not for nothing listeners. How Hello, are you? Hello everybody. 
It's about Bitcoin. A little bit about Bitcoin. <laughs> See? I got a Bitcoin. I got a New York or I got a Brooklyn Nets Bitcoin um, comparison there. Ooh, I like it. I don't want to get into this Julio Okafor nonsense because now all of a sudden you're a believer. I'm not a believer. I'm not a believer. But we, we can save that for next week. Fine. I unfortunately am back. If our listeners, I, we should actually be really excited. I'm working at the same event I was working last year doing my call-in picks. Uh, Graceful Ice over here at the... Uh, Grace Building in the heart of Midtown Manhattan, site of the most recent terror attack in the United States. So, uh, which, but I feel like that's a real, a real accomplishment for us, Chris. We both we <laughs> made it a complete calendar year. Yes, absolutely. So, did you did you carve the sculptures yourself? No, they're being carved right now. That's why I'm calling now. I've, I've got limited time to make these picks, so. Ooh. I want, to, but I want to get them in because it's important. For this. Yes, for the fans. It's so important. People. Yes, for the people, so they can win money. Did you send me the picks? I did. I don't see them in my inbox. Uh oh. Oh, maybe it didn't get it out to you. Uh-oh. Why not? Are they, why aren't they in my inbox? Oh well, no. Fine. You just tell me what they are. Yeah, I'll just like I always do. I'll just tell them yeah. to you. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> you do do that. <laughs> You don't um, need to know them ahead of time. I, I hate to I hate to just bust into your well well produced podcast and, <laughs> and blurt out my information, but I'm the it's me 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 today. Well, hey, listen, I only got you for a limited time, so it can be all about you while you're on the line. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you. And and next week it'll all be about you you you. Sure, I'm sure it will. <laughs> um, so are we are we co- collectively tipping one out for uh, for Mike today, or is that are we going to save that for another? For next week. I mean, we can, what, you know, whatever. He's, you know, Mike Frances is leaving. This is his last week. He's gone by, his last show is Friday. So, I mean, we could do it. We could say oh, a little something. Monday. Yeah, we could do it Monday, so, sure. And in, in memoriam. Yeah, yeah, yeah there okay. you go. All right, I like that. I like that. All right, All right yeah. cool. We'll get the last All word right. that way. We will. Yeah. All right, so let's, how did we do last week, Chris? We, uh, we didn't do good. Really? Yeah, we, uh, not so good. If, even with Peterman coming through for me, my yeah. new favorite quarterback, yeah. I've decided. I oh, love no. That guy. Oh, no. I love him. Peterman. I'm all in on Peterman. Well, Peterman came through for you, but a lot of others didn't. So that's kind of okay. where. where Give it to me. Yeah. Give uh, it to me. I mean, it wasn't terrible, but you, you went um, seven and eight and one. Ah. Uh, my second losing week? Yeah. How about you? Uh, I went six nine and one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wow, we did really tap the bed there. Yeah, we just had a bad string there of. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know what I to knew, tell you. I knew it last week when I was making the picks. I knew they were no good. Which is why I feel so confident I'm going to run the table this week. I, it's weird too because a lot of our picks are, are were different this week, and we seem to lose and win. You know, like you know, we it's it's weird. Like you won the ones I lost, and you know, vice versa. I mean, obviously, but oh, it's, really? yeah, it, it's kind of a weird thing. There's a couple of them where we both lost or won together, but it wasn't a good it wasn't a good week for either of us. Wow, we both lost and we both had it opposite directions, so we just universally stunk. Yes, yeah, basically. Wow, yeah, that's impressive. It was impressive. Oh. And you still hold a two-game uh, advantage over me for the overall record. Well, that doesn't make me feel good. That's not the point. The point is <laughs> that we both do excellent. Right. And right. that I 
continue to win on Monday night. Yes. Um, which you did last week. Yep, I'm Mr. Monday Night, baby. Mr. Monday what, Night. What, what what do we got? What, is, this, is this Patriots Miami? It is Patriots Miami tonight. I don't even want to know the line, because I think Miami's winning. You do? This is a Miami win. Ooh. And what if I told you now then, then that this game is in the double digits? Uh, I like it even more. Oh, okay. I mean, I think like, you're telling me it's a double-digit Patriots are giving how many points? They're giving ten and a half points. Oh, dude, I'm proud that. Fans, listeners, take that ten and a half <laughs> and thank me next week. <laughs> I might, I might be. Well, I can't thank you, so I don't know. Maybe I'll be cursing your name then, because I am going to go in the opposite direction. And I think Miami is absolutely just terrible right now. And they've got no shot against a red-hot Tom Brady. And I'm not talking about his play on the field. He's always red-hot now. I think Miami smokes him here. I don't even know who the quarterback for Miami is at this point. I don't even think it matters. I don't either. I don't either. I don't care. I like him. I like him tonight. I think Miami. I think Miami covers it, or uh, New England covers this by at least two touchdowns. Okay. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. Fine. You're wrong, but fine. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. Mr. <laughs> Thursday night. All right, Mr. Thursday night gets this one, and this one's a special. This is the game of the week here, I think. So I'm lucky. I'm so glad I'm Mr. Thursday night, so I can pick this one first. Because the Broncos of Denver go to go to the Colts of Indianapolis. <laughs> the Peyton Manning special. Peyton Manning's revenge on both of these teams. Wow. Indy is That's the home. Right. <laughs> uh, Monta Manning's. Um, Indianapolis is a is a two and a half point underdog. They're getting the points. Okay. At home. They're the home dog? They're the home dog. Against the red-hot Denver Broncos? Against the red-hot Denver Broncos. And I have a theory now that Broncos are winning is because Trevor Simeon is back as the starting quarterback. I think that's a good theory. I also think Indy's tanking again. They, um, they might be. And so I, I, I know where I'm leaning, but I, I don't want to influence you. No, I'm, I'm, I, there's a part of me that wants to take Indy at home as the, as the home dog here, but I think... Denver's kind of righted their ship just enough where they can beat a team like Indy even on the road with Trevor Simeon. They seem to score enough points and touchdowns. I'm not sure Indy can keep pace with them. I'm taking Denver on the road. Smart move. Me too. That's why I've got Mr. Thursday night. I also want to point out that I was exactly right that Arizona would win outright last week. (laughs) And so I'm just saying. I'm just saying. (laughs) Stick with me. You'll yep. get one. You'll get one to seven wins a week. I don't know how they how they keep doing it, but they're doing it. But I refuse right, to believe in them. Let's run the table, man. There's so much I wanted to talk about tonight, and I'm just not going to get around to it. But that's fine. A harp, a tough, a tough match with the Seahawks game yesterday and Carson Wentz. It's just oof. Ah, it's a lot to unpack stink. there. A lot to unpack it there. Stinks. Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's move on to Sunday. Actually. We'll, oh, we're moving yeah. on to Saturday because it's that time of the year no, where college football no. goes away. NFL plays no. two games on Saturday. Stupid. Oh, all right, what are they? And it's it's one of your favorite games, I think, of the year. Game of the season, Chicago and Detroit. 
Wow. The Midwest special. Yes. Chicago is a six and a half point uh, road dog. They're in Detroit. Can you see the Chicago Chicago covering six and a half points? Against a bad Detroit team. Against a bad Detroit team, but they're on the road. And I think so far my theory of the Chicago, they're good at home, bad on the road here. And Chicago's on the road. Chicago's on the road, although they just they just smoked Cincinnati last week. Yeah, Cincinnati's bad. Cincinnati's I'm, bad. I'm, take, I'm taking Denver in this one. Give me Denver. Denver? Give me Denver. I mean, sorry, give me Detroit or give me Denver. <laughs> me too. I think Detroit... Detroit's still good enough here. Football teams, they can all just be called Denver at this point. Sure. Yeah. It's all bad. <laughs> they should all have to wear orange uniforms and stuff. Except for like seven teams, every team is Denver. Yeah, basically. Yeah. It, it's it's gotten to the point. It's just like, why are we even playing these games anymore? Exactly. Yeah. Well, um, well. All right, what else you got? What all right, the, got? the second on, game on Saturday. Rapid fire. Chargers are in Kansas City. The charge, the red hot Chargers, and the treading water Kansas City Chiefs. Chargers are getting one point in Kansas City. Kansas City blew out Oakland yesterday. Can they do enough to outright win and beat the Chargers at home on Saturday? Uh, the char- are the Chargers good? I don't know. Is Kansas City? This is ah. this is for first place supremacy right here. God, I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take the Chargers. Ooh, interesting. I'm gonna take the Chargers. Okay. All right. Um, I I think if this game, I think if this game was even on neutral field, I might even take the Chargers. But in Kansas City, in the cold weather, potentially, um, old you know, short sleeve wearing Philip Rivers in San Diego there can't uh, can't overcome the cold in Kansas City. I'm gonna take Kansas City just because they're at home. Okay. I mean, I think that Kansas City's on the upswing. I sort of agree with you, but because now I just can't pick the Chargers right, it just feels right to me. I feel like I'm going to pick them wrong, and that's how I'll be for the entire season. Fair so enough. If I was the listening audience, I would choose you on this one. I don't know why. <laughs> I, would, I wouldn't even listen to me. Don't listen to me. Which means you're going to win the pick, and I'm going to be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm reverse, reverse, reverse jinxing. Exactly. All right. Next up, now we're going to Sunday. And it's your favorite team now. Let's see if you're going to pick them again this week. Arizona Cardinals plus four in Washington, D.C. against that team. Yo, I, I'm going to ride or die with the Cardinals. Like <laughs> ride or die with Bruce. I'm going with Bruce, the worst coach in the NFL. It's, I feel like the Redskins are out of it. Right, so they're going to probably be the little tank-tastic this, right now. And Bruce is playing for his job. So I'm going to take the guy looking to get fired. So go, Bruce. All right. If Arizona wins this game, I am going to buy you a red Kangol hat. <laughs> <laughs> if they win outright or if they, co- if they cover? If they win outright. All right, great. If they win outright. They are getting four points. I still don't think they can cover. If Washington wins, I'll get you a feather headdress. <laughs> oh, God. Please don't. I'd rather have a Kangol hat. Sorry, dude. That's the way it is. Because I know you're taking the skin. 
because I can't believe Arizona can't do it again. And as much as I hate the other team, I'm going to take the home team on this one and give up four points. Okay. That's up to you. That's your thing. Yep. All right. Next game. Houston, led by a non-seizuring quarterback, TJ Yates, I believe is his name. Okay. Is going into Jacksonville. Or Saxonville. This is your your pick. Yeah. I'm guessing Jacksonville is getting about, or giving like, up to nine points in this one. They are giving up ten points. Wow. And Houston looked a lot better yesterday with TJ Yates as their quarterback than Tom Savage did before he went out with a God knows whatever he has wrong with him now. I'm still well, gonna take seizures, I think. <laughs> well it might have it might be more in seizures at this point. I don't know I don't know he there might be some brain damage and some other stuff going on there because that looked bad. That was disgusting. Yeah. Um I'm gonna can, can, before you make your pick, can we just say that uh, O'Brien is the worst human in the NFL right now? I, yeah, I mean, if if you have no idea, if you, you can't have no idea, and then trying to make yourself look good by saying that after the quick check, we decided to have a longer check. Like the, like he's acting like he's a friend of the team or a friend of quarterbacks. He's not a friend of quarterbacks. And he he's said a, he's a quarterback killer. He, yeah, he also said if I saw the video, I wouldn't have put him back in the game. I saw that. If you if you're if anybody on your team or in your organization saw that video, they should be telling the head coach or somebody on that field. Also, that, he for sure saw it. Yeah. He didn't watch a replay on the big screen. Exactly. He decided the one that one yeah. play. He's I, lying. He's I can't believe lying. I don't believe liar. any of it. It's ridiculous. He's the most villainous person in the NFL right now. Anyway, go ahead and make your pick. Uh, oh, I'm going to take Houston because I think they might be able to cover 10 points. But I can't. I just can't. The quarterback situation is too shaky. I'm going to, I'm going to take Jacksonville, give up 10 points, and I'm going to, I'm going to regret to. this you one. Yates against Jacksonville, you won't. Yeah, I Yates don't know. against Jacksonville. That guy's going to get eaten alive, <laughs> Probably. Get eaten alive. Probably. <laughs> Although I feel right, like there's great. something there. All right. I hate to do this. We got, I've got like seven minutes. All right, that's fine. We can get through these. Can we do it? Yeah, I think okay, so. Cool. All right. Great. Uh, quickly, Green Bay at Carolina. Green Bay's getting two points. There is a huge out uh, long shot here that, that Aaron Rodgers actually plays in this game if it gets medically cleared sometime this week. I don't think he so, will. But Green did Bay. Did the Packers lose last week? No, they came back and beat the Browns in overtime. Oh, then I would take the Packers all day on this. Against Carolina in Carolina. Yep. Great. Okay. The Packers are the team that will screw you at the end of the season, and especially if Aaron Rodgers has a chance to play, I would take this because this line will shift if he gets any closer. As the week goes on, this line's going to shift if, if, if Aaron Rodgers looks clear to play. If this game was more than three points, more or even maybe up to five points, I would maybe take Green Bay. It's just not enough points where I think Carolina can actually cover this. Cover, giving up two points, I think they can cover. Although I do think okay. they'll have a bit of a letdown coming off that win against Minnesota yesterday. I think so, too. All right, next game. I'm let down. I'm let down. <laughs> yeah, we all are. <laughs> all right, next game. Jets go into New Orleans. Get The Jets get 15 and a half points. They got... Not, a, not enough. <laughs> it's not enough. It's not. <laughs> Can you have a 35-point line? <laughs> Maybe if this was over 21. If this was 21 and a half, I might hit the Jets. <laughs> I think we're in the exact same place. Here. Yeah. I, who are the Jets starting? Bryce Petty? Yeah, Bryce Petty. Exactly. No. Oh, my yeah. God, no. So it might Can't be actually be. better to 
hit this now in New Orleans because the because the points are probably only going to go up. The spread's only going to go get larger. Yeah. Anyway. I think you're probably right. Yeah. You're probably right. All right. Anyway. Okay. Yeah, moving on. I'll call Venmo when as soon as they're off. Do it. How do much it. Do you want on that? Do it. Do it. Put it all. Put okay. it all on the line. Okay. That's the lock of the week. I do. I will say sidebar. I've got a little action uh, on the Pelicans. Twelve and a half to uh, plus twelve and a half against the Rockets tonight. Ooh. If anyone's interested, that's my lock of the week. Okay. It's actually, it's actually a, a basketball bet. Yeah. It's lock so, of the night. Yeah. It's the lock of the night. <laughs> All right. Don't, re- don't remind me about it next week unless the Pelicans cover. Yeah, of course, exactly. Okay. I won't remember. Um, all right, next game. Philly, with Nick Foles now as their quarterback, goes comes here to New York and plays the Giants. The Giants are getting eight and a half points right now. Wow. You want to get this? I'll take this first. I'm going to take the Giants plus eight. I think they cover at least. I don't know if they can win, but they're at least going to cover this spread, and this game is going to be really close I am I am gonna. My intuition is to agree with you, and for some reason, I think Nick Foles might surprise the world, and I'm gonna take the Eagles because I think the Giants are tanking. Okay, all right. I'm going. I'm going. Nah, I think the Giants are playing I better. It, I, yeah, I take it back. The Gi- I'll take the Giants. In, in eight eight, eight points seems a lot. Yeah, I'll take it. It's more than a touchdown, and that's the Chris rule. Yeah, and I I don't understand. I don't know what this spread would have been if Foles was playing, but I can't think it would be that much more than this. I'm taking your. I mean, I don't even remember if Nick Foles is good or not. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> All I know is he was a former Jeff Fisher quarterback, so that speaks volumes. Yeah, and Foles just doesn't sound like a winning name. No one's gonna say. And the MVP, Super Bowl MVP, <laughs> is Foles. Foles. Foles yeah. again. All right. Exactly. <laughs> Got to know when to fold them. Right. <laughs> Man, I hope there's a sign in the stands with that. <laughs> okay, a couple more games here. Baltimore okay. at Cleveland. Cleveland's at home getting seven points. Can they even come close to covering this game? I, I don't no. think so. No. What are we, yeah, move on. Yeah. We can go right back. Great. There's no way that's happening. Baltimore seems to be playing well lately for some reason. Yeah, yep. they're lighting it up. Yeah, Cleveland is, I think their best shot of winning it was yesterday, and they blew it. So hopefully they have a better offseason than they're having a regular season. Next game, <laughs> Miami at Buffalo. There's no line yet because I think there's still maybe quarterback uh, things to figure out in Buffalo. The Peterman controversy, plus Miami plays tonight. Exactly. So we'll wait right. on that game. Great, wait. Five games left. Cleveland okay. in Minnesota. Wait, that can't be right. I got no. that one wrong. Uh-oh. Cleveland, Minnesota? Uh-oh. Uh, hold on here. Hold on. And we're going to skip that one for a second here. Okay, cool. And then we're going to go, go. Okay, Rams are in Seattle. Rams are getting one and a half points on the road in Seattle. It's a, it's a late afternoon game. The Rams are reeling. Seattle's a home dog. No, they're the home favorite. They're giving uh, up one and a half. Shit. Uh, I didn't watch that game yesterday. Can you pick this one first and I'll play off of you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, they are... They are... Uh, they played it pretty good They uh, against... Um, uh, against Jacksonville yesterday, actually. They, they were getting dominated and they were still in the game for most of the game, actually. It was still pretty close. I think Seattle at home is going to give, like you said, the Rams are reeling a little bit. 
I, I think Seattle's going to be able to hand them def- defensively still. And I think it'll be a close game. I think Seattle pulls this one out and ties up the division right now and makes it interesting going into the last couple of weeks. That sounds right to me. Okay. Exactly what Chris said. Great. I have no thoughts for myself. I knew you'd be able to talk my way through that one. Congratulations. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> All right. Um, hold on. We're going to move on here. And I'm trying to get these other – I'm trying to get the Minnesota game back. So we're keep moving on. New England, Pittsburgh, battle of first place here. Pittsburgh's at home. They're getting one point against New England. Can your Steelers beat New England? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. 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 They can't. No. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, take the Patriots. The Steelers, oh, the Steelers needed that one point to beat the Ravens. Yeah. Think of how they're going to do against the Patriots. <laughs> Especially after the Patriots lose tonight in a shocker in Miami. Ooh. Yeah, a fired-up touchdown, Tommy. I'm telling you guys, that's the Patriots. Go. Chris, so, what do you think? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling good enough where I think the Steelers will rebound. They're getting one point. I don't, I don't know if that will matter in the outcome, but I'm going to take Pittsburgh just because they're at home. And why not? Oh, all right. Don't. Don't believe, don't believe a word Chris says. All right, next one. Okay, what we got? we're going back. Cincinnati is the one that's in Minnesota. Cincinnati's getting 10 points. In Minnesota. In Minnesota. I think Minnesota covers this one easily, especially because they're going to come back and they're going to destroy Cincinnati because they just lost to a marginal Carolina team. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that this is uh, – we're coming back fired up. And 10 points is just insane. Insane. So, and the Bengals, they've given up on the season, I think. Yeah, I, I hope they have. Me too. I yeah. hope this is the last time we have to talk, the last three games we have to talk about Marvin Lewis. Absolutely. Coach. Couldn't agree with you more. Two more games left. Great. Tennessee is in San Francisco. San Francisco's getting one point as a home underdog. Um, Mariota might be a little banged up here. Is Tennessee going to lose this game? Yes. San Francisco's money, dude. <laughs> Garoppolo. Janine Garoppolo. Garoppolo. I love me some Janine Garoppolo. I loved him <laughs> in Reality Bite. I think he's one of the best stand-up comedians. One of the funniest <laughs> women ever. So give me Janine Garoppolo all day. Janine. <laughs> all right. Uh, I'm doing, I'm pulling a you, and if, and if Mariota plays this game, they win. <laughs> oh, and if okay. he doesn't, then San Francisco wins. Okay. All right. I'll let you have it. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> All right, last game of the night, Sunday night. Dallas is in Oakland. Oakland is the home dog, plus two and a half. This is the Peter Piper pick of the week. Is it? I didn't see his email. Yep, Peter Piper pick Oakland. He's got a new process, he said. Okay. I'm I'm agreeing with Peter for once this season. And I think just because Oakland's at home, Dallas – you know, destroyed Giants yesterday, but I think they go back, and I think Oakland actually gets a win here and keeps it a little more interesting in the in the race of of uh, the AFC West. Ah, uh, we're all in agreement. I love it. Us three. Woo! The trifecta. <laughs> How can we lose this one? We can't lose. This is. I think this is the trifecta lock. It's a trifecta lock. I love it. It feels great to me. Great. All right, uh, Chris. Congratulations on leading our wins pool. Uh, you and Ben are tied for first place, by the way, on the Not For Nothing Wins pool. Ooh. Three weeks left. It seems like it's a five-team race. It's, uh, you, you and Ben tied for first with 26. Oh, boy. Uh, Eric and 
Luke are in tied for second with 24 each, and Anthony creeping up right in Jacksonville Uh-oh. at 23. Uh-oh. So uh, just just so you guys know, Anthony's showing out. Three weeks left. Okay. I know everyone is on pins and needles. Super excited pins. about this pool, but hey, needles. you know we get this thing. We get this thing happening this year. By next year, it'll be a hundred team race. Yeah, absolutely. Big money then. So, then we'll get shut down then. by the FBI. Exactly. That's the dream. <laughs> if we don't get that or or canceled or cut off, kicked off iTunes because of our logo, <laughs> we just haven't made it. Any publicity is good publicity, even exactly. if it means going to jail. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All right, Chris. I'm All right, buddy. Out. Thanks. Later. Peace. Have a good show. You too. Bye. Bye. All right. That was C. Chris. Called in. Made his picks. And then, poof, he was gone. It's like Kaiser Soze. I'm not even sure what happened there. I feel like it's gonna be another bad week for us. I don't know why. I just got the bad. I got that feeling all of a sudden. We'll see what happens. Okay, Chris brought up something interesting. We still got 15 minutes here. Chris brought up something interesting. I don't know if it's interesting, but it kind of leads me down a path here, and it's Carson Wentz going down, getting injured. Oh, and I forgot to bring up the stat to him. Oh, I had a good stat for him. I had the stat of the week. Um, now I'm bummed. I'm not. Uh, well, anyway, hopefully he'll hear this later. Or I'll text it to him later. But potentially here in the NFC, the two division winners for the NFC going into the playoffs will get first round buys. And there's probably two. It's probably going to be two of three teams, right? So the top two teams, two of those three teams are probably going to be division winners. Oh, we'll have quarterbacks leading their teams by the name of Nick Foles, Case Keenum, and Jared Goff. What do they all have in common? Jeff Fisher. Like, these are the best teams in the league, in the division... These are the ones that are going to get a first-round bye. These are the quarterbacks. It's crazy to think that, isn't it? That's insane. Insanity. My prediction, though, is that the ghost of Jeff Fisher will have an effect on one of these quarterbacks in the playoffs. And it's not a good thing. It'll have a negative effect. One of these guys is going to fail in whatever game that they play in. In the first game that they play in, in the playoffs. So the th- one of the, two of those guys get a bye. The third guy is going to have to play a uh, divisional round. That guy might lose that divisional game. We'll see. Anyway, that was interesting. We talked a little bit about Tom Savage, and this this might lead me down a rabbit hole. So hold on to your hats. We already talked about how dumb that was. That was dumb from a from a from a team standpoint from an officiating standpoint and a league standpoint like there's no one on that team no medical personnel trainers equipment managers 
No one saw that hit and saw how Tom Savage looked like he was convulsing there. Although I think now they said that he wasn't, but I don't believe that for one bit because there was something. He was doing something. So he had a bad reaction to being hit and, and hitting his head on the ground and his whole body. That no one, no one cares enough. No one cares enough about this guy's health. And the ref saw it. He was staring right at him. Why doesn't he go to... I mean, he, he got... The ref got him off the field. But shouldn't he go over and go, Hey, listen, dude. That guy... This is what this guy was doing. This is what happened. Just so you know... Like... Tell somebody. Just walk over and tell the head coach. Be like, Whoa, hold on. My time here for a second. You might want to take some time with this guy. I don't know if the refs are in that position, but they should be. They should be able to... I mean, that's what they're there for. Isn't it? To some degree, they're there for the safety. I mean, they're calling all these penalties and these fouls and defenseless players. They're supposed to look out for the safety of these players then. Well, this is part of it. And that needs to change. That needs to be bigger. And I'm not putting this all on the refs. Because the team is at fault. Because they, they sent him back in and then they tried to say, you know, the head coach, as we said, oh, I didn't, if I saw the replay, he wouldn't have gone back in the game. Such BS. And if, if you still need any example that this league has any interest in player safety, I mean, it's just, just chalk it up. Put it on the list. Put it at the top of the list again. Like, this is so ridiculous. This is such an insult. These are the things why this, this league has a problem. It's when, when all of your superstars are going down with injuries this season. Most of your marquee names are going down with injuries and out for the season. And then things like this, it's not about player protests. Although even people want to try to change the narrative on that, I think. But this, I think this is, is the major reason why people aren't caring about football. Because you're not getting good football because most of your, your better players are on the sidelines. And this, the whole league here is complicit from top down. And it starts with the commissioner. You know, you always say when you look at a team and it's a bad team, and it's a bad organization, you know, it starts at the top. You got owners who meddle, don't do things the right way, are always in flux, changing things. You know, it's why the brands are always who they are. It's why the Clippers were so bad for so long. That's the NFL right now. They are the Browns and the Clippers. Of, of professional sports franchises. It's being run poorly. So that all starts with Goodell. And this just adds to his resume as a horrible leader of on the field. He's a terrible leader for on the field activities of this game. And, you know, we won't, Chris and I, I think we talked about this a couple weeks back. And, and when, when I was talking about Jerry Jones and Goodell and that battle, and if anybody ever thinks that I was standing up for Goodell, he, I, I wasn't. He's not doing a good job. He's doing a terrible job. Except for one thing, he's making the league money. But, but a couple weeks back, when Jerry Jones was coming at him with everything he got, isn't that, what it, that was the quote, wasn't it? He's like, I'm going to come out with everything I got. That was a terrible Jerry Jones, but I liked it. Did he, I think that's what he threatened him with. That was his word, right? He wasn't 
he was questioning the leadership of Goodell, but he was only doing it in a certain sense, right? And I was just saying at that point in time, I was just saying that Jones, Jones is the wrong person to, to sort of lead this charge. And it was for the wrong reasons. He tried to make a power move and he, he tried to do a survivor style hashtag blindside. And it failed spectacularly. He, th he threw in all of his cards. He showed his hand and it was actually the wrong hand. He was playing the wrong game. And I agree with Jerry on most of what his thoughts were in, in the sense that they should have rethought this, but they already settled this contract dispute eight months ago. And now he's trying to fix it because now all of a sudden it affected his organization directly. And that was my whole point. If he, if he's, if he, if he came after Goodell with everything he's got... It just... Like, go after Goodell for, for, for all this stuff. Like, Jerry Jones is such a, such a, he's a hypocrite. Because he's only talking crap about Goodell when it, when it only affected the Dallas Cowboys. So Goodell, last week, a couple days ago, whatever it was, Goodell was awarded this massive, crazy big contract, right? No one likes it. A lot of the players were even tweeting about it, saying, you know, basically telling you this is a load of crap. The only people who are in, in, in agreement with this contract is 26 owners in the NFL. So now Jones lost this battle, and now he's trying to spin this as a way to raise concerns about the authority of the commissioner. Which technically he should be. But, but don't try to... You should have done this 10 months ago, before this whole contract thing came up. Now he's trying to get, now he's trying to make it seem like it's pertaining to the like league discipline and other stuff uh, that hasn't been made sort of public, but but it's sort of in relation to that kind of a leadership. That's great, but you missed your chance. You missed the boat on this dude. So apparently, this story came out. Jones put forth his res resolution during the meetings last week, which led to the vote of approving Goodell's new contract, and he was asking for a moratorium on any and all actions taking taken pursuant to Goodell's new contract which just meant the contract extension is not finalized during this time which is for the next six months basically from now and you know in six starting now for the next six months that didn't work Jones also asked for a vote to be taken under secret ballot and that only happens rarely on like special voting occasions that didn't happen either And on top of that, Jones was apparently trying to build support up to this vote last week from other owners. He ended up with only five owners on his side. And as a story, it's a story from ESPN. As it points out, the owners who supported Jones, this is the quote, are not exactly influencers and arm twisters, one owner said. They're just happy that Jerry wanted to talk to them. This is, this is, this is becoming laughable. This is insanely stupid. This guy has no idea... He thinks this guy thinks he's Senator Palpatine here in Star Wars. Where he's like playing in the shadows and like manipulating everybody. Technically, I think he's only manipulating himself. This is it's just this is stupid. Also, part of the story. 
was that Falcons owner, you know, Arthur Blank, he told fellow owners that Jones had assured him and had backed off with this talk and this and this uh, this stuff. He said he, if he if he had if he didn't have the votes, he would back off and let you know let it play out happen. But apparently, a lot of the owners didn't believe that, and um, and didn't believe the pledge was in good faith since Jones didn't actually withdraw this resolution. And one owner apparently is saying that, you know, he believes Jones went back on his word then. So now it just shows you what a weasel the Jones is. And now the, now the new theory and the new thought is apparently now that Jones is going to try to push for staffing changes within the league office to help curtail Goodell's power or ability to rule on the field. And he should. Now he should. Now that's, that might actually be the right way to go with this. Like, figure this out. Like, it's, 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 it, but it's confusing. Like, what, what is this guy's actual end game here? He said he was going to come after Goodell with everything he's got. And he would call the other, one of the other owners, uh, the P word. Excuse my language. You know? But here's the kicker. And I think this is great. It was just announced that today, I think it was today, ESPN had it. That they came to agreement with Verizon for $2.5 billion. So Verizon now is able to broadcast and stream NFL games. And I think it starts with, the, it's, it's going to start in the playoffs here in 2018. So real soon. You know, Verizon has AOL and Yahoo right now and everything. So they have this, the ability to stream and play NFL content. This is kind of huge platform, mobile, all this kind of stuff that, you know, that's, that's where they want to go and they want to want to do. This is a perfect example. This is the perfect example of why Good, uh, Goodell got his new contract. And it's why it's a great example of why he should not be presiding on on-field matters. Let do the business side of it. This is, this is where he's, he, you just got $2.5 billion. He's earning that contract now then. But take this out of his hands on the on-field stuff. I agree 100% on that. And don't think this timing is all coincidental. Goodell got a contract a couple days later. They, they announced a Verizon deal. And all of this in the face of Papa John's and Jerry Jones and all the haters who think the NFL sucks. That's it. We're gone. Gotta go. Gotta go.